Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, gorgeous guys and gals. Uh, Hello, beautiful AWD listeners. It's your girl, Gracie. Sorry. Um, It's... (laughs) This is our first episode after Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope everyone had a restful and wonderful last few days and that you're gearing up for a lit New Year's Eve celebrations. Um that are also safe uh we are as we mentioned we're releasing a whole bunch of our favorite interview episodes over the next six weeks so izzy and i can have a little break for the first time in awd history so we're starting off with my favorite interview we've ever done which is with trixie and katia trixie mattel and katia of drag race fame uh they were both on season seven Katya went on to be in All-Star Season 2, Trixie went on to win All-Star Season 3, and they're kind of like the AWD of the drag world in the sense that they're best friends and they have a podcast and they have a YouTube series and they released a book last year called Trixie and Katya's Guide to Modern Womanhood. So we got to interview them, which I was extremely excited about, and they were just a delight, so fun and funny. Um... And me and Izzy smashed quite a few glasses of white wine. Me and Katya had a little cigarette at the end of recording. Um, it was just amazing. And so we wanted to replay that. If you have listened to it before, it's been long enough that you'll enjoy listening to it again. If you haven't listened to it before, please enjoy. I know there's a lot of people discovering Drag Race for the first time or watching or re-watching kind of over the holidays. So hopefully you're newly obsessed and are really excited to see us talk to two of the like best, most amazing queens to ever come out of the show. Um, and we'll have 
one of these interviews every week for the next six weeks. So strap in and happy new year. We love you. Bye. How about now? Hello. 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 <laughs> we always have a problem with the Zoom. It's like the most caveman technology, but we haven't found anything better. I'm fucking sick of the Zoom. I hate the Zoom too. We Yeah, we've just been separated for six months because of COVID. And we have this podcast that goes out twice a week. And honestly, by the time it got to the uh-huh. end and we're finally reunited, we were like so ready to like fucking kill each other. It was like beyond. Human, <laughs> when you have human contact, ruining relationships that long, it's intense. Like I was finding it very overwhelming. Have to see having yeah. to see actual humans for long periods of time. I didn't like it. Girl, we film everything remotely now, and it we're so fucking sick of it, dude. It, like we are <laughs> fucking sick of it. At this point, we just give me COVID and yeah. kill me. <laughs> we show up on time we show up ready to go but we literally show up to the zooms like this yeah yeah it's demoralizing it's demoralizing and there's no energy you have to give like twice the energy for like half the output you know yeah it's wild and so much of your job as a drag queen generally is like playing to an audience so have you missed the kind of constant feedback loop that live performance gives you let me tell you i let me tell you i was oh yeah i got a little bit of taste of it. I was in drag yesterday and decided to do a little wiggle show on Instagram live. And I started to get nervous. And I was like, I was like, I'm getting nervous to put a phone in front of me. What's it going to be like when I finally get on stage, I'm going to have a heart attack and die. You know, I was just telling somebody that I was like, I probably, I was like, honestly, for stand up, if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm probably going to have to like re re get that shit together. You know what I mean? I don't remember any of those like, I don't remember my stand-up sets or anything. Yeah, it's wild. This is something we talked to a few stand-ups about where we kind of said, does that, like, feel sick, you want to die, nervousness ever go away? And they're like, it, it kind of doesn't. Like, you just learn to manage it, like anxiety or something, but you never stop feeling terrified. Do you think that's true? For yeah. me, for me, if I if I don't feel nervous, there's something wrong. Same. I'm, I'm either on drugs. If, a, if, I, if I don't feel nervous, <laughs> if I don't feel nervous, I've done too many shows in a row and I don't care that much. Yeah, that's, yeah. If you don't, yeah, totally. And then I'm like looking in the mirror, like, wow, you can't even get nervous for fucking two thousand people. Yeah, like, you you need to take a break. Yeah, you know that's the big problem. We drink every time we record the podcast, um, but then we know, like, there's like, just such a fine line between being like perfectly funny and so drunk that you don't know what's going on. And we've just crossed <laughs> that line so many times. Like we were like- Multiple we, times. Um, Grace, <laughs> you know, I drank a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc and like woke up at 7.30 with like a Nando's chicken carcass on my chest. I was like, what happened? Oh no. Um, How are you guys doing being in America right now? We, we feel for you. <laughs> we're, not in, we're not just in America, we're in Los Angeles. We're People just don't believe in it. So it's going to go on here forever it was so because people funny. here, oh Los Angeles is people who don't have jobs. Yeah. So they're white and rich and they've never been told no. So they can't be told anything. No. So they can't put a mask on, no. even though they have nowhere to go anyway. They don't have jobs to go to. Nobody here works. Everyone's rich. And they're just, it's just the worst. At this point, I think it's the worst place in the world besides like Brooklyn or something. As far as cases. Well, yeah. My friend just went to New York 
and he said people are people are wilding out in New York. Everybody's out with their titties out and their sandals, and they're just like, oh. Um, Did you see Lana Del Rey in like the mesh mask? Yeah. Oh I, yeah, of course. That was very um, on brand for her. <laughs> her brand being stupid, dumb bitch. I know. I have. I. I. I we won't. Talk, but let me just say this. I feel so betrayed because I was. I was a huge, huge Lana Del Rey fan, and I just can't abide this kind of behavior. She just proves every at every turn. I, I mean, I like her. I've just set my expectations. Like, I did one of her songs that came out a couple weeks ago. I did one of her songs, and it charted yeah. and everything on the Billboard charts. You would think she would say something. Somebody covers one of her songs, and Katya is a super fan, and she was like, "I'm not surprised she didn't say anything, because she's kind of because she's kind of basic. She's kind of basic. I mean, her, it's the basic. She doesn't want people to know her backstory, oh. but her backstory is." She's rich, and her she was like, I want to be a pop star, and her family was like, here's some money. Honestly, though, yeah, every we'll single pop lips. star, every single pop star, especially in LA, every single pop star has the same story. They were a teenager, their family was rich, so it gave them all this money, and that's what happened. That's what, and they try yeah. to act like I really, I really hit the, I really like you know did my, I paid my dues, and I really paid. No, bitch. One day you want to be famous, and your family yeah. made it happen. Shut yeah. up. I know this one, there's a, this young girl whose mom is a billionaire. Uh, my friend was working with her trying to get her to become a pop star. And it's actually refreshingly not that easy. So even for a billionaire's dog. So anyways, yeah. Um, we have just been losing our shit listening to your guys' audio book. And I was dying, Trixie, when you're like, this fucked journalist gave me a bad review. Let's just call her like Katie or whatever, because that's her fucking name. Yeah. I was like, that's us. <laughs> Every time we get a bad review, we're like sending it to each other, trying to decide who the Apple ID username is and whether we know them. No, I don't care. I, yeah, I think I said in oh. the book, uh, her name's, I'm going to call her Katie because that's her name. Because like, fuck her. <laughs> if you said it, I always say this. If I say what you said and I say exactly what you said, bitch, you said it. So whatever. Yeah. We had a drag queen mad at not mad at us for a while, but a little mad about a story I told about something she did backstage. And I'm like, you did it. You didn't feel bad when you did it. So why is me repeating it slandering you? Bitch, you did it. There is a, I just got a terrible, I got a bad review on my OnlyFans. This little fag, oh, um, sorry. This, um, no, we can say fag. Dipshit. Okay, yeah. This little fag, like, made a YouTube video saying, don't, he's like, don't subscribe to this because it's trash. And I'm the, like um, the Bella Thorne of the <laughs> Drag Race. Or yes, yes, scene. yeah. And it was like, it was like, oh my god, I was so I got really twisted up about it last night. And Girl, um, fuck them. It just, ugh, I know, fuck them. We probably we probably have different views on anything like that because, like, there was a thing where they uh, they had Katya's somebody uploaded part of Katya's stand up show and put on YouTube, and Katya was like, I feel bad asking him to take it down. I said. Fuck that person. That person stole from you. <laughs> that person stole your media that you wrote, you paid for. You should have their fucking account yeah. shut down and their computer removed from their home, as far as I'm concerned. Fuck that. I wanted I wanted to get this YouTube guy taken down. <laughs> yeah, well, because it was just like, you know, but I, I don't, um, it was, I was looking for like, I was looking for critics. Like I was on, a, I was on this site called Reddit, and I was like, "Oh, that's the only." It was my fault for being on that site and looking for myself because that's like a really dumb thing to do, and I usually never ever do it. And um, because this happens, you and, never um, find what you're looking for I, when you go on those fans. Never sites. ever. When you go, it's always if it's a, if it's a thread that's called like 
what do we really think of Trixie? You're not going to click it and find yeah. what you like. Yes, <laughs> totally, totally. We always say, girl, you yeah, can't so put that the pot, fuck fault. everyone. But Sharon Needles always says, who cares what fucking fat Beth from Iowa thinks of your drag? And that's how I feel. Who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? I've actually interviewed you guys before. What? <laughs> it was when you did your Viceland series. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we, got, we got the call for Viceland. Wait, what's that? Oh, I, was, I just went psychotic and had to quit the show. So. Yeah. She became lost. Okay. <laughs> the question wasn't about that. I, I promise. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was I was at All Stars. The people came up to me at All Stars while we were filming, and there's all those drag queens there. And they were like, "You got your t the TV show, Trixie and Katya show." And all the drag queens were like, "That's really cool. It's really great." <laughs> the drag queens can't be happy for anybody. Yeah. But something we talked about in that interview, I think you called it needing like an almost psychopathic level of confidence to excel in a format like Drag Race. Um, and this was kind of between All yeah. Stars three filming and airing and Trixie obviously you won that season so um can you just talk about confidence in general in what you do in your job and how something like Drag Race helped or hindered that I don't really think about I mean All Stars for me is so long ago so for her it's you know 46 46 eves ago you know days and nights but <laughs> I, honestly when I, I you you don't have to tell me or you don't have to ask me ask her when I have when I'm in drag you can't tell me fucking nothing. Mary. You can't tell me nothing. Let, okay. Let me tell you. Let me get let me let me tell you about I have too much like, confidence. Literally nine <laughs> hours ago. Just nine <laughs> hours ago. This fucking bitch. I I FaceTimed her. She was on the way back from um this little gig she filmed with this makeup artist, and she was painted like I was serving. a woman. But what okay. <laughs> Oh wow, you look beautiful, Trixie. Okay, you're gonna say that. Um, but what... you're glowing. <laughs> so this... Oh my god. I put yeah, very glowing. Yeah, Scott Barnes, the the guy who invented the J Lo glow, the most famous yeah. makeup artist probably yeah. ever did my makeup. And so I came home in a flat little wig, and I Facetimed her and said, "I have I have 65 screenshots on my phone, um, from I and you could this was her. I mean, I was cracking up. She was just like." Yes. Oh yeah. my god. And usually, usually I'll get I'll get her like when she does her own look, like her regular look. She'll I'll get a a, a text that says, "Should I be doing porn?" and then a picture, and then. But this was next level. She was literally. It was like you could not you could not penetrate this this force field of confidence and sexiness. It was incredible. But I mean, for drag queens, we get to be pretty heavy handed with our self admiration without being like over the top because we're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's so, like, the thing. You guys posted a picture of yourselves in hair and makeup and you said, and you, the caption was, who the fuck could ever even touch me? People would be like, you're crazy. <laughs> We'd have no friends. But if we do it, they're like, yeah. Queen, queen of love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the fun thing about it. And I think like, I, mine, I think that my confidence is, is relative to the, like, it's directly related to what I actually do or look like. And it's not like, like if it's good, then I feel great. And if it's not, uh, you know, so I don't know. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, that's why we take a lot of time getting ready because I need to get here to go on and feel so comfortable to really like say anything in the moment and like, yeah. you know, comedically like, go for it. Yeah. Cause you get out there and you get all proud and like confident and that makes you do anything. Yeah. I honestly, I don't remember performing out of drag and I don't ever want to go back to that. 
Yeah, I love in the book as well when you guys were like talking about makeup and how women are always just like petrified of their makeup bags because they actually have no idea what to do with any of the stuff. And I was like, that's fucking yeah. me 24 seven. And then I get really bored. I just don't want to go on YouTube and look at how to actually properly put my blush on. But then I just feel ugly all the time. <laughs> well, people are uh, expected to know how to do makeup and not expected to ask. It's like taboo to ask people like, how do you do that with your makeup? Yeah, because yeah. everyone's just because everyone to wants to look like it just happens, right? As well. like yeah, it's just, um, the natural kind of you just woke up like this, but it's like perfectly contoured. I was like, I have no idea what contouring is. Well, it's like when people are like, I wish I could do a red lip. It's like the only difference is that person took the red lipstick and put it on. That's the only difference. Mm. Yeah, you you could do that. Do you and you could if you bought a Trixie Cosmetics Katya red yes, lipstick. Yes, you could. You just go right on it. TrixieCosmetics.com. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys, like, what do you think about, um, you know, being being girls in, what do you think about this, like... What do you think about being girls? Yeah. So, <laughs> women, discuss. No. <laughs> like, what do you think about the, 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 the Instagram kind of, like, uh, this, this new sort of way of being of, like, people wanting to, like, get plastic surgery to look more like the filters that they like and... Um, the, this kind of like the Instagram face. Yeah, what do you think about that? We actually had that um, on the the bill to talk to you guys about because we were interested if you think it's affected, especially the drag community. But it's um, it's kind of scary, I think, because I think there's always been unrealistic beauty standards, but they yeah. haven't really been about like changing your facial composition. Um, and I just think it's creepy. But then it's fucked because you use one of those. Like I would, I basically just try and stay away from it as much as humanly possible. So like, don't follow uh girls really at all that would that have that kind of look but then it's like as soon as you like accidentally somehow stumble across a filter so our um friend jake who's fucking hilarious we were in paris with him and he had this app on his phone called the snow app and it like fully um filters your face before you've even taken the photo so you look into it and it does this thing where it like shapes your face contours it all you look ridiculous you're like a little Japanese you look ridiculous but we were drunk enough to think we looked fucking amazing and then we are uploading it and then the next day i woke up and i was like jesus christ i've got to get rid of this but it can so quickly fuck with your brain like i now am like this is unfair because everyone's just getting hotter and then if you don't do it you're just getting uglier by proxy well i think i've discovered a really wonderful thing and like i use the on snapchat there's a baby filter and i feel like i've I've now, I have just have that instead of wanting to be younger or like wanting to get like a facelift, <laughs> I, I just have that filter and then it makes me feel young and it reconnects me to my youth and I'm totally okay with that. It is a weird thing to, like I, we live in a culture that like fetishizes youth, but in a way like you're, you're like least useful to society when you're youthful. Ex- a wealth of experience and knowledge is a thing to celebrate, but we just... I don't know. It's strange. I don't like young people. I think they're dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just, I went to LA recently and um, my friends, like a bunch of friends are kind of moving in the Hollywood circles and they were like, everyone goes to um, Good Skin and they, they go to Good Skin because you, it doesn't look like you've had anything done at all, but you've had all of this work done and a friend went to it and it cost her like, three thousand us dollars and you can barely tell that she's had anything done but she's like the happiest she's ever been and it's literally like she got a bit of filler under here and botox basically and they put the botox up here so you can't like 
see that you've had anything done. LA has this weird thing where people don't think that injectables counts as having work done. So I know, I know many people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. who are like, I'm thinking of having stuff done and I'm thinking to myself, Mary, <laughs> yeah. you have yeah. had stuff yeah. done. But if they <laughs> haven't had like face. teeth removed and like another limb added, they're like, it doesn't count. But they have the under, they have the under eye puffy and the cheek yeah. puffy and the lip puffy. And then I'm like, what do you mean you haven't had anything done? There was, we we're at the beach with um, one of the Drag Race girls who was young. She's not even 30 yet. And we we're talking about fillers, all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, she just says, there's really no substitute for going under the knife. <laughs> so like, and, and I, in that moment I was like, you're right. I get the, I get the face Botox and it doesn't make me feel any younger. It just makes me feel like my face moves less. I don't really understand how no expression means young, but I still do it. I don't know. Her forehead is a move. She's young. Um, so we started following this, this Instagram account called do moi. And it's basically just a place where people DM in like salacious celebrity gossip and it just gets shared completely unfact-checked and unfiltered with names. Fierce. It's really great. Um, <laughs> we'll tell, there's some funny ones, actually, we can tell you off the record. What's some funny ones? Like someone's the d- cries every time he has sex. <laughs> They're mostly about A-list celebrity female actresses being horrible people is what they're mostly in about and we just felt bad because we're like these are obviously just people who are being judged by maybe their worst day or multiple bad days and we wanted to bring it up because obviously we live in a culture that puts celebrity on such a weird pedestal and you guys are very big celebrities so we wanted to ask how it feels to be on the receiving end of that where where people have like an in they feel like they have an intimacy with you that you don't have with them (laughs) Especially with RuPaul's, right? Because everyone is so, like, the fans, I'm only just, Grace has been trying to get me into it for, like, three years. And I've been watching, I've watched a few seasons and I do love it. But, like, I'm not on that level yeah, of, like, sure, sure. this crazy fandom. And then Grace has this bond with, like, I feel like there's the RuPaul's, like, humans of the world and not. And so the fans for that show are crazy. Yeah. Well, there's, right? there's um I think there was a, a an American comedian who was talking about fame and, she, and, and I, I agree with her. She was saying that fame now is, is very different. It's very like specialized in that you either have people who have no idea who the fuck you are or they know what you've had for lunch. So it's like, it's, you know, that, that kind of thing where like um, it, there's, it's the, it's, there's been a steady decline of like the Julia Roberts level of fame where it's like you have a few mega mega famous people at the very very top and now you can have people who are like you know a youtuber who is like so mega famous in their little sphere but many people wouldn't know who the fuck they are but they but they have that kind of julia roberts level intensity you know with the i love when it's the youtubers who are like 21 and they enter a room like i'm me and anyone over the age of 25 is like mary we don't fucking know you <laughs> yeah. TikTok? Yeah. mary we don't TikTok. know you TikTok. TikTok. um i mean I, I, people have a different relationship. Uh, let's just say that it's a one-way street. Like people have a, a serious, intimate relationship with, with Trixie, I guess, but it's really not mutual. <laughs> like I'm just doing Trixie and then taking it off and going and doing my thing, you know? Yeah. So like people really believe that they know Trixie and it, I don't believe I know the people in the audience. <laughs> yeah, which means, which it must be hard. I was like, you know, I was in Milwaukee, I was in Milwaukee my hometown, I was doing a show there and I was like, oh, it's at the mean Greet. Oh, I used to love living in Milwaukee. Don't you love it here? And this guy just goes, I moved here and my mom died. It's that level of intimacy that quick. And I'm like, okay, 
or you know um like you know um like uh you know <laughs> I, I i was diagnosed with cancer and, and your show really helped me and i'm like i heard chemo helps more you know <laughs> you should explore some other levels i just never know where to meet them because if they have 10 seconds to you they go deep quick yeah you're in a wig and there's britney spears playing and you're like yeah <laughs> Because their experience of you is like them yeah. in their bed at two in the morning yeah. when they're crying yeah. and no one's, around. you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. how, especially with TV, it's yeah. so intimate for the people watching it. And then you just have no idea who they are. So it's like quite, a, it's fucking, it's weird. They don't, I mean, they don't mind. They, I don't think they want any sort of response back. Kim Chi just told me they just want to be heard. So she just listens. And, and I guess I just try to like yeah. listen and that's what they want. They just want to, they want you to hear what they're saying. Yeah. They don't really want you to say anything back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't um, really feel pressure in that way. Yeah, that's that that wanting to be heard. I think like if that extends along pretty much every line of communication that we're we're um, that we're able to witness from the fans. And then I always I forget too that it's like there is not a response necessary. In fact, it's probably best never to respond in a way because I like sometimes in my more like vulnerable moments during the day. I am susceptible to being not offended, but like pissed off by like just dumb comments, um, like on whatever social media thing. And, and I'm like, oh, they're just, I, because I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand the mentality of a person who's gonna go on, like say Lana Del Rey. It's like, you go on her Lana Del Rey live thing and you're like, hi fat, hi fatty. Oh, looks like you've gained some weight fat. You know, like, what the fuck? Like, but they just again like the type of person that comments yeah. especially online is not the type of person whose opinion i respect exactly i think a lot of ways i was built to be famous because i'm so stubborn i don't care what anyone thinks i don't pay attention to what anyone thinks and like especially drag it it was not cool very short time ago drag was not yeah. cool like we 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 used to not be cool to anyone no matter what we did the yeah. rest of the bar wouldn't talk to us. Gay guys wouldn't talk to us. No yeah. one thought we were cool. Yeah. There was literally talk shows bringing us on to talk about how we were freaks. Yeah. You know, that wasn't even that long ago. Yeah. So I, especially with drag, approval seeking in any way, I don't really relate to that because yeah. this used to be like my thing that cost me all the approval because <laughs> yeah. I was a freak, you know? Yeah. And now people, and now kids, now people who are 16 to 20, they start doing drag with the idea of getting rich and famous which is so fucking crazy that is like because we, for this for the longest time we're for doing drag the the forward thinking it was like oh the the future projection was ooh you hit hit a ceiling real quick and then you got to like then where's the end game you know what i mean and and now it's just like oh my god you could be you could headline a television show in a movie yeah cover of vogue right vogue cover of vogue in brazil yeah just like, it's a little weird because now people do drag to get famous and it's it's very transparent it's very uh yeah cringe. i don't know it makes me cringe yeah. it's just so weird that people are like 21 and they're like i just need to get a wig on amazon and i'm gonna make it well we were gonna say that to you guys like when you guys the era when you were drag queens was people who happened to appear on drag race whereas now it's like a whole generation of new queens are informing drag based on drag race people start drag to appear on drag race that's like starting cooking to yes. be on Top Chef, yeah. starting singing to be yeah. on American Idol. It's crazy. <laughs> You're being crazy. And it shows. 
it shows. Like you can tell. People are now getting like a hundred thousand dollar loans to appear on Drag Race because they see it as like this investment in the. Because that's what I said to Grace. I was like, "Aren't you supposed? To, don't you make your outfits?" But apparently not now. But now I mean, it's like a branding exercise. Yes. That, that yes. Even have- this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. To be a, um, a, a, you don't even have to want to win. You just see it as an opportunity to brand yourself to a, like, engaged audience. It's kind of, yeah. it's like a postmodern. <laughs> it's very postmodern. I mean, winning is sort of consequential. I mean, I've lost and won, and honestly, the experience was not that different. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's a check, but that's it. That's the only difference. But like, but the the I mean, I, it's very depressing. Like, I'm the type of person who finds it very depressing when I see a person who's like, um, who's ambitiously trying to brand themselves with no sense of irony, and they're doing drag. That is, that is really. Like, like you should of, name your fan base, give a nickname to your fan base before you have before fans. you have fans. Oh before you have, do you know what I mean? Those hi, my little carrots thing. or whatever you know, like girls. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's a there's a. I mean, that to me is like. Bleh. I mean, granted, I spent many like many hours in my you know childhood practicing my signature because I wanted to be to famous. Do. You know, Same. Like, like that. And Does I, anyone ask I you if you have signatures anymore? We were talking to someone about this the other day. It's a bit of a lost yeah. art. Well, we don't have the same name either. I learned. Yeah. I used to practice Brian Fergus, Brian Fergus, Brian yeah, Fergus, too. and yeah. I'm, that's not my name anymore. So yeah, I've been I've been practicing different names because I I wanted to be an author, and I was like, oh, my cook is never not going to do. So I would do like I came up with a pen name before I was like, 15. James Gum. Yeah, was it? James Gum. <laughs> James Gum. Jamie Gum. John Gum. Yeah, and um, um, that's very precocious of you. What does that mean, precocious? Precocious, just like a very like eager kind yeah, of yeah. Okay, yeah. That precocious has, like, child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah precocious yeah. child. I should know that I'm an author now. New York Times best-selling authors. New York Times best-selling author. Oh. Are you fucking hell? New York Times best-selling. I know. New York, yesterday, Scott Barnes goes, "Did you know I have two books?" And I said, "Did you know I'm a New York Times best-selling author?" Fuck, that's good. 
That will never go away now. You could do nothing oh, for the rest of yeah. your entire lives and you're always a New York Times bestselling Bring author. That. You can't tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbara, my album Barbara charted like the week before. So it was Barbara on the charts and then New York Times bestseller. I, that week I was had the mask on. I was going for my jog, smiling out of the mask, running like. <laughs> I've done it. So. You had said no to book deals in the past, right? So like, why was it this one that you were like? We both did, I think, one? right? Yeah. Yeah, I started. I started working on one with a, with an author who was like established, and then it just wasn't the right fit. So I had to like, I had a I had a bail, which was you had tough. to disconnect. Um, I had to dis. <laughs> I had to. I had to make the very um, difficult decision to terminate the relationship. Conscious uncoupling. Yeah. So. The, yeah, I had a conscious thing. I've had a few ask about doing like solo books, and honestly, I just I didn't I didn't grow up wanting to be an author, so it just did it didn't ever appeal to me, until we got the opportunity to work on it together, and then we kind of picked a concept that just got my you know, this concept, this idea of a guide to modern womanhood, just made so many like wheels spin for me in my mind, and then I then I got excited about it. Yeah, it was fun. It was hard though. It was hard. Girl, it was so much work. Not not to mention, not to be gauche, the sordid topic of coin. <laughs> yeah, she's this one. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of work. It was good money, but oh my god, it was a lot of yeah, work. Yeah, let's just say we yeah. did not get rich doing this book. <laughs> no, we're not rich from this book. We wanted to talk to you guys about as well, like commercializing your friendship because we are best friends, and then we started this as a joke. <laughs> best yeah. friends, not anymore. We used to be. Um, yeah. And we started this as, a, as like a joke thing and now it's like basically our full-time jobs and it's fucking stressful. And last week we had to record a podcast when we hadn't spoken for a week straight because we wanted to murder each other and be friends. Wow, wow. Um, how, have you guys had to set like boundaries between work and play? There is, so we don't, um, yeah, I like, <laughs> let me see. You take this okay. one. <laughs> so uh, speaking about now and, and now like, it's very, I mean, it's very tough because she is the, I'd say she's the constant and I'm the variable. <laughs> 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 but, but, um, but, uh, <laughs> and so that's great for me <laughs> because I know where she's going to be, but Lord knows where I'll be. But, um, we don't see each other when we're not working very much, which why this this works well. I mean, we're we're when things are great or when their things are good, like we're in pretty much constant contact. But I feel like, um, the, like we've never had a. I don't think we've even ever really had a. a fight. No, no, we've had a. Yeah. I, we've 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 weathered a very dramatic. Or I say traumatic, really bad thing, that like I almost. I mean, y'all killed myself from it you know what i mean so it's like yeah. that's like a big thing to get over and then i mean since that is like the precedent for like bad times i just mama yeah. <laughs> it's smooth yeah, sailing, smooth sailing. after that yeah. which if nobody knows but it's go watch moving parts yeah, on yeah, netflix yeah. and you get yeah. filled in but yeah. uh after that honestly like everything's fine and, and we're very we're both also naturally loners, loners. Yeah. if we're not together we're probably alone all yeah. day like we spend a lot of time alone yeah. And so it's very easy for us. We don't have to make a choice to like save up our energy to see each other. Like we just only see each other for when there's a check, <laughs> which is the most beautiful friendship. But it works though, because like I'm, because I'm it's not fine. good at, there's, there's been a couple of weeks where, because we're, we're doing so many projects together now is the podcast, we did the book. We have uh, two YouTube shows together and, um, yeah. and the cosmetics. And the, and yeah. the cosmetics yeah. so There's a lot of things happening. 
um, like I, there was a, a week or so where I rescheduled because I was like, you know what, I'm kind of sick of it this week. And it because we kind of are are we trade in joy, like if we're not bankers, you know, we're not like hedge fund managers. Like this has to be fun, and because if if it's not fun, it, it will, will translate to the whatever we're doing. And that's just not who the fuck wants to watch that. There have been times, yeah. There's been times when we've said to like management or whatever, like that's a lot yeah. together this week. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we get annoyed. We just want it to be like really kind of. I don't want to use the word like effervescent and like alive when yeah. we're together on camera. And if we see each other too much, it's not like that. it's got to be crispy. It's got to be crispy. If it gets when it so. gets soggy, it's like. Bleh. Um, and then it's just boring. And it's like, that is the product you're selling, essentially. Like yeah. that yeah. thing I'm, working. So it's, yeah. I'm like that with everyone though. Yeah. Like when I go on tour, I get off the tour bus and I buy, I don't see the band or my sister A1 till showtime. Yeah. I just like, yeah. if we're work together, I don't want to spend the day together and vice versa. Yeah. And also I don't get, I mean, I, the, the way I have our, our relationship is like, if she, if we're on the phone and she's like, I gotta go bike and hangs up. I'm like, like I don't like that whole lot. Like, well, have a have a great day, Trixie. You know, like I don't I don't like that kind of. We have a very it's a very like bro kind. Oh, I just I said bro, but like, um, it's a. Well, I don't know what that vibe is, but it's important to have that. Well, we we're just so on that wavelength yeah. that like you know I can I'll have thirty second phone call yeah. quick, and that's enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's I can't be. It's not precious. It's not precious. Like it's it's not like this. There's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and people really like say like I, I want a friendship like yours. And I guess the only part of this that you should aspire to take away is be with somebody who's wants your level of commitment. And for yeah. us, I love that like my quote unquote best friend is like, all right, we hung out today. If you'll see you next week, that's perfect for yeah. me. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I probably see her more than anyone. And I besides my boyfriend, and I still only see you probably what once a week in person, maybe. Yeah. If that's great for me. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If I love that, it. Yeah. Um, you just touched on money, which I feel like is an interesting topic. And I remember, Katya, I think it was in your interview with Evan Roskatz, where you talked about how you'd always imagined like making it financially was like being able to walk into a Gucci and just buy something. And then you did that once and you're like, oh, that didn't feel yeah. <laughs> like I thought it would. So I wondered if you could just talk about like maybe the ideas you had in your head about what making money, proper money would look like versus how it actually ended up feeling. I mean, I the for me, being rich is like just is just the the not having to, I mean, cause I was, po- I was poor where like, I'd have to, before every purchase, I'd have to, I'd have to check my balance, like bang, 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 you know? And I was, I'm very, very familiar with living check to check, like up until I was 30. So um, now like the rich mentality is like, I don't have to, I have like a six month emergency fund where like, I don't have to work at all. And that to me is like rich. You know, to people in LA, I'm poor. <laughs> oh, in LA, we are. In LA, we are paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. you you don't own any property. You don't have any property. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. I mean, I don't even have a car. You know, I don't even own a car. Yeah, we don't have cars. You know, we're not. I mean, I whatever. So, but I just the when I'm I I'm not going to say we're not concern, rich. We no, don't no, do I, rich things with our. We don't do rich things with our money. No, but I think rich to me, rich to me is not. I don't wake up and think about financial goals as because they're an imperative. Like I, I, I don't worry about money. That to me is rich. Like 
that to me is rich. It's also about living in the moment, but like, um, like I have the luxury of not being able to, like when, the, like when the pandemic happened, I was like, oh, I'm rich because I could not work for a year. That to me is rich, you know, but I'm not buying anything. Like, you know, I spent all my money on drag. Like I, now I just spend my money on stupid videos. And, um, but yeah, that's the, it's a huge relief to me, but it's a very low threshold. But once you cross, once I cross it, there's no gradient. Like there's no difference between making a hundred thousand dollars a year and a million for me. Like, it's just like, oh, I have enough to cover all my needs and my like. We have very modest, like day-to-day expenses. I mean, I don't know. Feeling rich to me was such a low threshold. I felt rich very early. My first gig, I remember, I remember getting my first like $1,500 gig and I was like, rich everything's different yeah i feel like that's the same as us grace like it was only a couple of years ago that me and grace we were working at fashion magazines in sydney and everyone who kind of works in fashion magazines like you guys were saying about in la everyone who works in fashion magazines and who's successful has come from a rich family who hasn't needed to work so they've interned for free so they've worn the like insane louis vuitton bottega veneta outfits to get the internship to work at fashion mags and we are both from like relatively poor backgrounds and we had fuck all money ever got paid shit salary and could never like we used to have to loan each other like twenty dollars every single week to get like the bus home yeah and then now it was just, we've just evolved to the fact where like i don't have to check my balance if i pay for lunch yeah. right and i'm like right. that feels rich it is i mean it is rich like because i you know there's there's a lot of studies about what is the actual threshold for money and happiness and i know enough rich people in like actually rich people you know, people who are of like, whose, whose assets like, like cross over to like hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, where like, I was like, oh my God, we're an inconceivable amount of resources. And I'm like, there is no correlation with happiness. In fact, like you could, there's much more evidence to make the opposite argument. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want to, I don't want to do that because I don't, I don't want to say that rich people are unhappy or that in, there's certainly no virtue in poverty. There's no virtue in poverty, but like, you know, it's, it's really, I don't know. I, I, I'm really happy that I have a lot of life experience in all different, um, uh, from up to brackets, uh, brackets. Yeah. Like, oh. because ooh, if I was, if I won drag or if I was on, um, came off a of drag race at 22 and then started to make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, I just, I don't think. I probably oh, not, yeah, not to throw anybody under the bus. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent of people who are on Drag Race spend all that money as fast as they get it, and this, then yeah. they have no savings from it. Period. Yeah, talking yeah, about people, wild. people who go from making forty dollars a gig to four thousand. Know, let's, let's say a modest several thousand a gig. Yeah, and then they spend it all as it comes, and a year later, when the new season starts, they have no savings of it. It's just gone. It's wild, but it. Money goes quick. Yeah. If you like expensive things, it does not last very long. Not me, I, girl. I can't. I, I can't. I can't think of what to do with it. Yeah. Really, I'm the opposite. I just. I will literally be like, if I have me and Grace, if we have money in our account, I'm like, what can I spend it on? And I'll just go on like buy the ra- most random shit. Really? I'm like, oh, I just, I just need like, I don't know, some more pots and pans. I've been buying silicone feet. Why? Great question. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I buy, I have a huge doll collection, but that's, I mean, I guess that's like my splurge. But to me, that's an investment. They're not going to depreciate in value. Neither are my feet. But it's, there's that like, a, what's it called? Like a rival fallacy where like you want designer things when you can't afford them. And then when you can't afford them and then you buy them, you're like, oh. It's just, cl- it's Mary, it's just close. It's like the thing you said in the book, Trixie. 
when you were talking about um when you were talking about makeup and you're like I spent an hour doing this fucking exquisite smoky eye on this woman and then she looked in the mirror and was like oh I still yeah it's like very oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm paraphrasing still, but yeah. I still hate myself <laughs> no she I did up this blue eye look on her and she looked in the mirror and she went she looked she looked at the eye and then she went I'm still fat I remember being like this is very pro all body types and I'm like realistically what did you think a blue eyelid was gonna do to your body. What did you think was gonna happen here today at this Macy's? But that's like exactly why the fashion industry is successful because it's like, it sells you this lie that if you buy the same jeans Bella Hadid has, that you're like buying into being her in some way or having her confidence. No, I've never related to that. And as Trixie, I'm lucky because I love custom clothes. I love everything I have is made for me and no one else. And that's great. Yeah, I've never been attracted to wearing like off the rack anything or label or designer. It's just never even occurred to me. So maybe that's why I, it's just easy for me not to spend money because expensive things really don't appeal to me. That the shit I want, like I have a four thousand dollar. I'll say it. She's like forty five hundred dollars of Francie doll from the sixties. Wow. Nobody wants that but me. Yeah. Nobody wants it but me. But like, <laughs> I guess I can't make fun of people who buy a five thousand dollar pair of shoes then because I, I can. Want. I think it's fucking stupid, but that's, that's all, you know, I just, ugh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm an, I just bought another camera from my YouTube channel, a, a camera, another camera. And that was my splurge. Yeah. Technology I used to make money. <laughs> and thinking, splurging. Yeah. I, I would say you and I have similar, we will, if you give me a free shirt, I'll wear it for six years. Free, free shirt from a pride that still hasn't paid me from four years ago. My favorite shirt. Are you wearing the faggy bald fuck hat? I almost wore that. <laughs> so I, I, but also like, so, but yeah, I had a taste of that because it's, it is, it, I was lured by the seduction of it. And then I bought like a $9,000 Gucci suit and it was a big rush. It was very comparable to like a drug rush. Like the first time you score a bag of crack and you're like shaking. <laughs> and, um, but it was also very like almost black and white the same in the sense that once the once the credit card was swiped and I walked out, it was like the hit wore off. And I was like, oh, is the, uh, oh, okay. But then I learned, but that was, I felt like a huge, it was worth it just to learn the lesson because I see these whores with their $5,000 little Chanel purses, these teeny little purses, $5,000. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I guess if that works work for you, diva. but yeah, work diva, work queen slay my um my music producer he's so fit and i'm always like how do you stay that fit and he's like well i burn more calories than i eat which kind of felt like a read when he said it <laughs> but it's so true and i guess for me with money i'm always obsessed with making more money than i spend and that keeps it pretty easy if you don't if you're not making it don't spend it mary yeah it's wild but it's weird in america especially maybe it's everywhere but i did feel more of a need to spend when i had less mm. money too like the way I used to like covet like a makeup launch when I was like 21 or 22. I don't really feel that way anymore. You know, I don't know. It's like gay guys. If you want a boyfriend, tell people you have one. Suddenly everyone wants you. Yeah. Tell everybody wants you. That's the same with straight women. Mm. Oh yeah. Like I will like a guy and if he messages me, I'm like, ah, oh, anyway. And then if he hasn't messaged me all day, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Do you want to get married? It's so bad. 
you'd think at this age, like I was like, oh, fuck boys are done now. Cause I just got out of a long-term relationship. I was like, fuck boys are done. Ready to like meet someone nice. It's not. Izzy's a mess on the hinge. I like leave her unfucking manned for like two days. And she's like, oh, I'm just talking to this guy called Tristan. Um. <laughs> Dan, it's like I just bad. got on hinge and I have a date tonight. Do you? He's really yeah. in for a treat. Yeah, he's Does really he in for it. <laughs> they all know. I have a grinder because my boyfriend, are, you know, we, we we dabble. And I, I at first I was like, mm, what? And now I don't. Everybody knows, and everybody's either pretending they don't know or they say it right away. So yeah, that's the thing. It must be kind of hard to meet. Like obviously you have a boyfriend, but it must be kind of hard to meet people now because they either pretend they don't know who you are and they're trying to act really cool or they know who you are and then that's also a put off because well, instantly... yeah <clears throat> yeah there's it's actually really really ideal how it shake down because we were i was talking shook down i was we we're talking over the hinge thing and then we moved to texting and then at, at at what i felt was the perfect moment he was like um so i don't want to sound insane or creepy, but I, I definitely have to share that I know who you are and I'm, I, I like what you do. Oh, like, yeah. essentially. And I was like, but I felt like if I didn't say anything, it's weird. Also, saying it is weird too. So, uh, and I was just like, oh, thank God. You know, because it, now I don't have to have to worry about like, I don't have to worry about being a 38 year old man at dinner explaining that I'm a professional drag queen. And then, which I still have residual, I mean, never mind that I could lead with, I mean, I could, I could be disingenuous, kind of lead technically with like a, my more impressive resume. I'm a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, like, oh, I'm an yeah. author, an actor, comedian, po- you know, podcast, you know what I mean? There's a lot more besides drag queen. And, uh, but now I just don't like, I, he knows who I am and I can just learn about him. It's like, actually, it's just such a relief. It's such a relief. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's the funny thing. They all know exactly who you are, but. You don't know who they are. Oh, good luck for the date. That's exciting. Dates are fucking weird, man. I would get so nervous beforehand. Like I, last yeah. time I went on this date, I drank two glasses of wine, which was too many before I went. So then I was already like quite pissed. And then we started drinking and then this guy was a, like a prime fuck boy. And so he was like matching my drinks and he wasn't stressed. So I wasn't stressed. And then somehow... We got back to his house, and then I was like, I've got to go. I was like, I don't even know how this happened. He, like, worked some fucking voodoo magic on me, and I was, like, just transported to his bedroom. Did you have sex? No, I, I, I left. I was just like, oh, what? I don't even know how I ended up here. That's good. Yeah. I'm too old now. I'm hoping that happens, though. Yes. I'd rather just have... I love that. Okay, well, shall we... Or do you want to have your ciggy grow? No, I, I can have it without you guys. Thank you so much for talking to us. We really... <laughs> We can ask you three minutes worth of questions if you want, but I'm sure you want to, um, actually the last thing I wanted to ask you really quickly, I don't know if this is a stupid question as I ask it, but is there like, is there like a classism aspect in drag where like money, is that, I feel like that's not talked about very often, but it seems to me like obviously it would be a thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing because I think about it like, um, I mean, I don't know how you feel about Trixie, but I, 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 I noticed a shift from um, what you can see, like when a queen, a queen became, when a queen became the thing that she was used to parodying, like um, you see the, the instant, like we used to, drag queens used to be kind of like the, the, the low rent version of this or like the parody of that, of the JLo's and whatever. But that now we're just straight up aspiring to that. We're like, 
you know, gown by this one, hair by this one, jewels by this one, styling by this one, assisted by this one, assisted to the assistant by this one. And that's yeah. like, the, that's the goal now. And it's like, it's just straight up wanting to be a part of that class that we usually kind of used to be a, a knockoff of or a parody of. And it's, that's, it's foolish, yeah. It's so foolish, yeah. it's so cringy, it's so cringy. Honestly, I mean, I, <laughs> I have never felt like uh, one with the queens in a drag show, even way before Drag Race. I was always like the visitor in the drag world. I wasn't like clicking with all the drag queens usually. And now more than ever, like sometimes I just, I don't relate to, I don't relate to the things that other drag queens commodify or aspire to really at all. It reminds me of how you guys were joking about like Madonna being on Graham Norton with like a studded eye patch and like leather chaps and then having no sense of humor. And it's just like, that's a weird combination. Yeah. 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 Drag queens now aren't, they're not, um, I guess parody's not the word, but like, they're not holding a mirror up to anything in society as far as like making fun of the beauty expectations or thing. Now they're just like flat out, like, thank you so much for coming to my class. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And it's hard to make fun of because I'm like, you know, capitalist Barbie number one, you know, I'll sell anything that's not nailed down. But uh, it's just, there's that fine line where it's like, what are you really doing? What are you aspiring to in drag? I guess you're really just aspiring to being a model where everyone does everything for you and you don't do anything. Yeah. It's what I loved about, um, I don't know if you guys watch Drag Race anymore, but the most recent season, there was a queen called Aiden Zane. And I was just obsessed with her because she just like works as a fry cook at an IHOP. And um, just Fierce. like does it in her room, and like she wore the same like pussycat wig every single week. She was just wearing like thrift store clothes, and people were giving her shit. And I was like, this is the best queen I've seen in years. <laughs> like it was just awesome. She like existed in a vacuum. Yeah. It was so much more interesting to watch. I think there should be like people. Some people have talked about the class thing, and I think it would be interesting to. I mean, you could not to have like a a cap, but I don't think it's. It's not that Could it's, you tell me what you mean by class? I guess I don't really get it. Well, like, okay, like the the expectation now is that like you would spend thirty grand on your wardrobe to come into Drag Race, and and the the the, the seasons have like upped the scale in a way that uh, that really like accommodates that reality. Where like if you don't have it, you're fucked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like remember Chichi Devane when she was like, I'm like I don't have any money, you know, and and um. I literally went to Drag Race. I had five hundred dollars spent, and it was like all I had. Yeah, they had to borrow some of it. Like, yeah, I had to. Yeah, I wonder now if like certain queens are being priced out of competing because it relies on a certain level of like um, base wealth. Well, I don't. I, well, you don't have to just spend though. You can also make. Katya made some of her outfits I, for the first time. The first Drag season, Race. yeah, I made almost all of them, and and like in you, I think that. It still is a is a case of personality, like um, like substance over style. Like if you have that personality, because it, also it's not just about drag; it's about reality TV. Like if you have that compelling personality, like you can really get that can really be the driving force of, of your like strength there. But you, you don't know. have to be the most in love with Flavor Flav to win Flavor of Love. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Great, great. You don't have to have the best drag to win Drag Race. No, it's not a beauty pageant. No, it's not a beauty pageant. Look at it, she won. You know. Hello. Yeah. I'm disgusting. <laughs> okay. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Have a lovely day. We love day. you. Such a pleasure to talk to you. I hope we can both. see you when we're coming to Australia. We live in London. I think we are. We are. I don't know if it's been announced, but we are. Yeah, we're coming. Fun.
Thank you. Good luck on your date. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank yes, you. Bye. 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 Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.